0: Previously on the Loyal Littles Podcast.
1: What would you do if you were invisible for a day?
2: Okay, now I've thought about this, so I'm not going to
0: do anything crazy. I mean, I joke with my wife, the funny thing might be to just walk around, and if you see someone being mean for no reason, just knock them over.
1: <laughs> I love that you thought this through, though.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Well, I mentioned it at dinner last night, and my daughter, when I mentioned,
3: what would you do if you could be invisible for a day? She said, I'd sneak up on my daddy and spank him on the butt. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Hey, Roxy. Hey,
0: Chuck. Hey, Littles. Solo again. Yeah. No third wheel. Nope.
1: No one wants to hang around with us anymore. Just kidding. The times we are doing these at are just freaking outrageous. Outrageous. (laughs) I mean, there's times where we finished it. I'm like, hey, do you want to do this quick? And Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah. I was like, let's try to get this one out over the weekend because we have no idea what the big show schedule is for this coming week. Who knows what's going to happen this coming week with us. So uh, we have lots to get into, Roxy. This uh, list we posted or we announced. (laughs) The Christmas (laughs) list. Some people are very passionate about their Christmas movies. I understand. I completely understand. I'm the same way. When we went over them, we said, look, we didn't make the list. These are not our movies. Mm -hmm. And we had many of missing. And I'm going to I already actually already set the whatever we call it on our thing, the DVR for Fred Claus. Because I've never seen that. So I now want to see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people did not think too highly of it. We did hear from Bobby Gottfried. He says, oh, man, where to begin with that Christmas movie list? Get out of here with Home Alone 3, Home Alone 2, Fred Claus at 3. Come on, man. It's not a good movie. And where is Die Hard? Now, (laughs) I don't know that we want to open that (laughs) quite yet. He also says, and this cousin with a tarantula, he's quoting Chuck here. (laughs) He's like, you mean Buzz, the brother? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's
1: who he meant. And then, you know, he also brought up another one. We're a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed. I thought we'd hear right away. Maybe he's a little behind, but nothing from Eric Londrigan on this. But Bobby has your back, Eric. He said, and another missing classic. And he sent me a picture of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, Yeah. that is a classic. That's that's, that's another classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Bobby, for all that. Then we also heard from uh, Smitty Scoop, right?
0: We did. Patrick? Yep, he says, I didn't know that people loved the spleen. If Tim Cree had been on the show before me, I would have told the story of how I lacerated my spleen.
2: Oh, wow! Wow! Something to I-
0: look forward to on a five-five yeah, five mediocre minutes segment. That wasn't in your uh, interview.
1: <laughs> there, so well, uh, he
0: said it. It would have been had Tim Cree gone before him. Then that would have brought up the topic.
1: Well, or maybe they could just exchange numbers and have a little conversation, and it could be a nice little <laughs> talk holiday, about their spleen. Holiday moment. So, is it at,
0: spleen? Is spleen plural for spleen, or is it spleens? Or is it Spleen eye. eye? Spleen Eye,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's getting old quick. Oh, man. Uh, and I apologize, Roxy. I went out of order there. That's okay. We also heard Scott Moffat back to, we're going back to Home Alone and all that stuff. He says, Angels with Filthy Souls is the movie I was thinking of. And don't forget about Angels with Even Filthier Souls, oh in home alone 2. <laughs> now, I don't remember that at all to be honest. All right, Roxy, what did you have next?
0: We got a message from Patrick Moffitt and he said Wait,
1: is this That's a first. We had Patrick a dub-
0: and Scott at the had a same double time Moffett in the episode. same episode. Wow.
1: That's always fun.
0: Never too many Moffitts. Never too many Moffitts. <laughs> all right, Patrick says, "And where's Scrooge? I stand Ooh. with the taxi driver of Christmas past."
1: That's one I haven't seen in a while, Roxy. Mm-hmm. We might have to mm-hmm. pull that one out of mm-hmm. the uh, vault as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, what were some of the... There were a bunch of other Oh, ones my too.
0: gosh. Well, for me, I mean, where's the Santa Claus?
1: Yeah, you're big on that. Because growing up, that was kind of like your Santa Claus movie, the one with uh, oh, Tim yeah. Allen. Tim Allen. Tim right?
0: Allen is the only Santa. Wow. Well, I mean, he did such a good job.
1: I think some of our older viewers might differ
0: i know there are some pretty great other santas who Who is is the best santa Santa? who is the Mm -hmm. best
1: santa yeah now i've also heard some good things about russell uh what's his name in the chronicles the new stuff on Netflix. kurt russell kurt russell right Mm -hmm. tiny chuck actually vouches highly for him yeah now i haven't seen that so i can't comment i'm gonna go on a limb and say mr vaughn in fred claus is not in the running (laughs) i mean but no i'm going and i'm going back to classics i'm saying like Miracle, on, Miracle 30 on 34th Street, Street and stuff mm-hmm, like that's that. The big one. All these. I'm trying to think. Who's your favorite Santa? What about the one from uh, Elf? How was he? I don't remember.
0: Um, he wasn't in it a ton. Right,
1: but okay. So, Littles, who's your favorite Santa out of all these movies? or yeah. I guess it doesn't have to be a movie, it could be a commercial or something. I, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, this goes without saying. Besides Lee Gordon, besides Lee Gordon, who's yeah. your favorite Santa? Yeah. We'd love to hear because I feel like we're forgetting some. But anyway, write us in WTFC podnet at gmail.com. All right. Then we have to get to a correction. I'm going to take the hit for this one, Roxy. Go ahead. Read Michelle's.
0: From Michelle Pendleton, snail mail. The real stuff delivered to your door is snail mail. Smiley face.
1: Okay. (laughs) Now in Roxy's defense, I feel like I do this every episode. I think you did come up with that. But it was like, she kind of like did it off to the side and she was like, is it snail mail? That kind of thing. And it was so soft that I'm like, I'm just going to cut that. <laughs> from the, so I couldn't even, couldn't even make it out. So I do believe you came up with that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of snail mail, we got another Christmas card from Tony Beeson. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. That was really no, sweet. No, not
0: from Tony Beeson, from Tony Beeson's piano.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. From Correction. His piano. Correction. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Tony, where's our Christmas card? We got one from your piano, but we didn't get one from you. What's up? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Very it sweet. was awesome. Very it was sweet. Awesome. Yeah, it's actually a, it's a picture of the piano. Yeah, I mean it's an actual. It's so great, card. <laughs> and it's a picture of this piano, <laughs> and it's signed Tony Meeson's piano. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That was really <laughs> sweet. So, all right, and then last but not least, we did hear. I don't know how much we want to get into this, Roxy, but we heard from Mary Fay Randolph, mm-hmm. so I did want to acknowledge it. She asks, "Did you watch Annie live? The first musical I've seen in more than a year." Even oh. if it was on TV, loved it. Okay.
0: I love that because I know that you and I are both skeptical of.
1: Well, first, let's answer the question. No, we didn't we, did we Not yet.
0: Right. Not yet. It was your opening night, actually. Yeah. yeah. Of Cheek to Cheek. So we yeah. were up there doing the show. Yeah. I was busy, watching the but show. You and, know, we've had time since. Um, yeah. I know we're both kind of skeptical of watching it. The last, basically, every musical that the networks have put on tv the live live you know for us it's like we're so happy to see our friends working but the technical end of the productions have never been (laughs) great and and for me it's challenging because we used to do this all the time the industry used to do this stuff all the time just broadcast making movies making musical shows like this isn't new information but i guess it's been so long since we've the industry has done something well, like this that
1: I mean, I, I'm going to go one further now. Like I,
0: the networks don't know how to do it properly right. and give these people who are working so hard on the screen their.
1: Well, for instance, the one big thing for me is the band wasn't live. Mm. You're calling it any live, but the band's not live. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that just sucks to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, it's it's a pre-recorded mm-hmm. thing that they're saying, You know, and I have lots of friends that were in the band that did the pre-record. Right. So that's exciting. And they're even bummed. They're like, "Why are we? Yeah. Yeah. They, anyway,
0: I do love what Mary Faye said about it's the first musical, sure, first show that she's seen in over a year. And no matter what, she loved it. I love that attitude because yes, we are so happy to see these things coming back to life, see theater and live entertainment coming back. And so I feel like it's silly to nitpick Okay. So much. Yes,
1: absolutely. I agree. I agree. And that's honestly why I I said when I started this whole thing, I wanted to acknowledge her message, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how much we wanted to get into it because I I need to You have a hard time Well, I'm going to go one further because Annie is so near and dear to me. Right. It's one of my babies, as we say in the business. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've directed it and choreographed it over six times. Yep. I did three national tours, three Mm -hmm. different production national tours. I knew Martin Sharnan personally very well. Mm -hmm. I worked with, I've done two of his tours uh, that he directed so I feel like I knew what and for those of you who don't know he was the one that the Tony winner for the lyricist and director yeah. of the original and so I knew his show what he intended he wrote it you know what I mean so it's right. like when I see these other versions that's why I always go off about the revival. cringe a little mm-hmm. I cringe because well we made fun of him actually on the second tour that I was on it was the Millennium <laughs> Tour they called it because it was 99 to 2000 <laughs> And it clever. Was, I don't know if you all remember this, but when it came out, what was the rap group that did Hard Knock Life? There was a big, famous rapper. I, I'll have to look it up, or some, Little's. I'm sure you're, you'll call me on it. They released a single from Hard Knock Life, and we were just our stomachs were. Tr- MC Hammer? No, it definitely wasn't MC Hammer.
0: <laughs> trying to think of at that least time. I don't think it was.
1: Our stomachs turned, and I'll never forget. It was it was so great. Martin came out to the to the road. I think we were in Dayton, Ohio, actually, of all places. And he came out and we joked, we busted him on it. We're like, what are you doing, man? And he, his response was, if you saw how many zeros were on that check, you would have done it too. <laughs> so, because he had to, you know, he had to sign off on it. Sure. You know, he had to give them the rights to, sure. to use his lyrics and all that stuff. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. So, all right. Fair enough. Anyway, I will say this before. Mm-hmm. So, no, we we're not really going to comment because we didn't see it. But we did see the portion on the parade. Yep. And that little girl.
0: What a voice. Um, what a voice. Yeah.
1: I'm not Mary Fay. You'll have to let us know. Kind of like Harry. I and I love Harry. Harry's yeah. one of my favorites. I know mm-hmm. he's one of your favorites, Roxy. We listened
0: to him, listen to him tonight at dinner. Yeah,
1: I just don't see him doing Warbucks, but maybe. Okay, so I like you said you, you don't want to nitpick, but uh, mm-hmm. that little girl. Oh, yeah, she was fantastic on the yeah. parade. So I'm sure she was stellar. I'm sure the kids were stellar. Mm-hmm. Kids. I mean, the the, the 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 girls are. The always kids are stellar. amazing. The kids are always amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I heard there was some weirdness about the choreography, which I. Really, kind of interested to hear what you think because apparently there was it was more gymnastics than dancing, and hmm. yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Anyway,
0: I need to watch this, yeah.
1: I guess we probably will, mm-hmm. yeah. It's always hard because those mates For and TV. the remakes, and it yeah. just, it's too much. I mean, I'm sorry, I'd give me some Carol Burnett and Bernadette up and Anne Ranking. I mean, all these just great, and those aren't even the stars, you know what I mean? It's just like, right. there's just. I love. I'm a big original person, but mm-hmm. we'll probably get around to it because I'm actually curious what you think about the choreography, mm-hmm. Roxy. So anyway, all right, Roxy. Well, let's get out of here.
0: We have a great meet the little. A guest. great meet the little guest. <laughs> Time
1: to eat some crow, Chuck. Yeah. Here, it's a really funny story. I I'll just let it speak for itself but i I was a little embarrassed by this it's okay you know it happens you know sometimes you're talking to people and you don't know who they are or what they've done and stuff like that and uh but this was a lot of fun he was a real sweet charming guy and we had such a great time talking to him all right loyal listeners we'll be right back with
0: meet the littles
3: the loyal littles podcast in your ear on the wtfc podcast network here's chuck and roxy
4: go by i'll be there though i don't know why i'll be there honey even though you done me wrong
1: all right littles this is a fun story actually and it's kind of neat because we actually get to meet some new musicians through these submissions but this is mark thacker And this is the title track, Gliding By, from his third release by Mark Thacker and Jeff McDonald. And he writes it and says, Jeff and I met while he was managing the Sears store in, I'm going to butcher it, Chillicothe, Ohio. Tony or Roop, you have to let me know if I said that right. That was in the late 90s. We found out we had similar tastes in music and began performing as a duo. After a couple of moves, Jeff ended up in Fort Wayne, and it was there. In 2007, we began recording together over on Paint Street. A two-disc set of 38 songs was released in 2012. Standing by my dreams in 2018 and gliding by in 2020. All three albums are available to download. They can be found on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and Apple Music. They also have a YouTube channel. Just search Mark Thacker Music. That's M-A-R-K-T-H-A-C-K-E-R Music. He's on Facebook. They're everywhere. So check him out. And as always, we will play the full song Gliding By at the end of the podcast.
4: Done me wrong, yeah, you. little flirt Lift me up and drop me in the dirt done me wrong yeah you made me blue still a fine reason
1: all true. right all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and roxy we have a funny one great one funny story on our behalf yep please welcome to the podcast everyone jason fraley hey jason how's it going Hey,
3: thanks for having me on. This is going to be fun. Oh my
1: God. It's our pleasure, first of all. Second of all, I've already apologized to you off air. And let me quickly explain that to Littles. I had no idea who Jason was, okay? <laughs> I believe, I can't remember if it was Kevin or Gary who posted the link to the interview you did with Mark, Nigel. And I listened to that, of course. Still didn't know really who you are. I knew you had this podcast. I was just really jealous that you got to interview <laughs> Mark and we haven't. Hello. <laughs> And that was it. So then we got in touch. You said you'd come on the podcast. Great. And then you were like, if it's okay, I'd like to plug my podcast. And of course, we're always like, sure. Well, when that happens, I always then try to do some homework. Yes, we do some homework. We try to, littles. And I went to your podcast page. And we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But holy shit. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Holy shit. Okay. Now let's get back to you. We'll get back. (laughs) So Jason, what we normally do is we turn it over to you, introduce yourself to all the littles out there and tell them whatever, you know, something a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, sure. So I am the uh, daily entertainment reporter at WTOP, which is the radio station in, in Washington, D.C. And I'm born and raised from around here. Like I grew up just outside of Frederick, Maryland, which uh, I and then I went down to College Park for journalism and then AU for film and then spent many years down there, like 15 years down around the D.C. area. And but then I got married and moved back up to Frederick because my wife lived back up in my hometown. So, yeah, so I've kind of come full circle and now I'm living back in Frederick, but still working for WTOP. You know, we do, you know, movie reviews and theater and concerts and basically anything that comes to town, Kennedy Center Honors, whatever. There's always cool folks coming by for some national uh, award or, or the other. So it's a pretty cool gig, but with a local bend on it.
1: So, okay, so let's go back now a little ways. Now, did you always know this is something you would want to do when you went to college and stuff like that?
3: Yes and no. Like, so I've I've always been into movies. There's a famous story when when we were kids, we went to see Home Alone because, you know, we were about Macaulay Culkin's age. So it was perfect for us. But then immediately, well, it was snowing when we came out. It wasn't snowing when we went in. So it was magic. But then when we ran home, I have a twin brother. So the two of us, we ran home and, you know, with our grandparents, we made our own Home Alone. And the title was Boy By Himself. (laughs) (laughs) So original. But yeah, so like, you know, that generation, 80s, 90s with yeah. camcorders, we made like Mel Brooks spoofs of Indiana Jones, except I played Illinois Smith. And you know, we, we it was like fun. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: So you're like Adam Goldberg. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You're literally Adam <laughs> Goldberg. This is great. Okay.
3: So, but in terms of like a career, I actually thought I was going to be a sports reporter. That's how I got into journalism because I guess I was editor of the high school paper and I was playing Friday Night Lights. I, w- I was playing a football game and the there was the local newspaper, the Frederick News Post. The guy mm-hmm. interviewed me and in, like after the game and was like, cool. Great interception Hey I hear that you I hear you were in journalism Want to shadow me on the sidelines So I started Just kind of following him In his hip pocket And started interning it there Then I interned at like The Baltimore Sun USA Today And that's when I sort of Pivoted from Sports reporting, which is when I really got into Mr. Tony, by the way, because part of the interruption started like right at tail end of I guess when I was in high school, going into into journalism in Mm -hmm. college. So just that whole the way they pioneered the rundown on the side of the screen, just everything. P.T.I. him and Wilbon was like mind blowing, and I wanted to be like the next Mr. Tony. But then when (laughs) when I was interning at the Sun, I got really close with their film critic Michael Srago, and I started really, and then I took like film classes at Maryland, and yeah, I just started. It really clicked to me that movies are more than just entertainment. I started get into him as like, oh, my God, this is an art form. There's all this symbolic stuff happening I didn't even realize in yeah. these films. So that's when I really shifted and got my master's in film, and, and the rest is history. But yeah, sports reporter first, funny enough.
1: Wow, that's so interesting. So lucky that you, know, you just knew what you wanted to do and what you wanted to be, and then you got to live it out. Yeah. So that's exciting. Now, you kind of brushed upon it. So that's when you first started listening to Tony? I think my
3: dad listened to him in on the radio for a while and probably read his columns in, in the post. But I wasn't aware of Tony Kornheiser until watching PTI because I still remember when it was, what was it, Stat Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony Reale Tony was Reale, the Stat yeah. Boy. Yeah, so when Around the Horn and PTI first came on, that they call it happy hour now, I guess. But that's when I really, really started finding out about Tony Kornheiser. And then, you know, you go into college and you're trying to imitate him because my buddy and I had a little radio station at the college. It, it was based above the cafeteria at, at Maryland, one of the, the food halls. And you, it, we did a sports show and we were like, well, part of the interruption. What's like another a title that's like part of the interruption? And, and we called it, oh, by the way, this is Jason. Oh, <laughs> it was nice. called By the Way. I played the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> (laughs) song it's probably really bad if you go back and look at it now but at the time we thought we were so cool
0: (laughs) of course yeah i'm sure Yeah, so
3: influenced by mr tony forever yeah absolutely but ironically i've only ever met mr tony once or twice because i well so i know mark better way better because i got to know him through he used to do a podcast called at the movies Oh, right yes i guess i got recruited to do through because i knew arch campbell from my, you know, I would go on Arch's TV. Arch is like a big uh, TV movie critic uh, for, for years, and I grew up watching him in the DC area. But then, so, yeah, so I got onto Mark's podcast for at the movies, and I guess I briefly knew him because they, in our radio station, WTOP, they used to tape Tony's show we had like a sister station 3WT which is Washington Post Radio this is probably like 10 15 years ago and it was in our same building yeah Mark claims he knows me from then but uh, he was probably just being nice (laughs) but I really got to know him through the podcast and then he invited me on Tony's show which is when my dad was like you made it I you know yeah but it was to go on to do um they recorded it at Chatter which right there in Friendship Heights and they had me on to predict the Oscars I guess it was in twenty. yes or yep. maybe January 2018 I think yeah and yep. I everyone was saying Shape of Water which Mr. Tony was freaking out about because he was like it's about what do he say he goes it's a mute that makes love to a fish man yep. I'm never watching
2: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: they called it Grinding Nemo. They were joking. but It, it was actually a pretty good movie. It was just uh, definitely a bizarre topic that Mr. Tony didn't, didn't want. But I, I said that's the odds on favorite. But if you I was like, I actually went on and made like an upset special spoiler prediction that Get Out was going to knock it off. And while it did win for the screenplay, it did not win. But I think in hindsight, I think it's the, the cultural movie. So I feel like I was kind of right, but I was wrong on Mr. Tony's show.
1: <laughs> I like that you use that term, by the way. You would have no idea about this, but on our podcast network, we also have an Upset special podcast, it's called. Oh, well, there you go. It's a football podcast, not a movie podcast, but that's that's great. I love that you're guiding us through this, because I swear to you, this is exactly how we normally do this. We now go into fandom, so I'm assuming you're a Washington football team fan.
3: Yes, yes. And I I swear, listeners, I had no idea we were going in the sports direction. It just kind of naturally went there. (laughs) Yes, long-suffering Washington football fan. It's funny. The, the area I grew up in, there were no Ravens yet. They came about when I was probably in middle school, but by then my allegiances were already concrete. So um, there were no Ravens in Baltimore, and there were no Nationals for baseball in D.C. So funny enough, growing up in Frederick— I was a Washington football fan and a Baltimore baseball fan. I was all about Cal Ripken and breaking the streak and all that. And then in football, I was all about Joe Gibbs. And growing up, I felt like I hit the lottery. Like the, well, we can't say the name, but I'll say the Skins won. They won the Super Bowl when I was in first grade. and I decorated my little pencil box and my brother and I stayed up late when they beat the Buffalo Bills and Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and all those guys. And we we drew big murals around the house like for the Super Bowl party. And it was really fun. And I thought, wow, you know, we're set up up for a life of winning and literally that was the last time they were any good it's been 30 years of misery dan snyder bought the team in the late 90s and it's just been brutal ever since yeah oh my
0: gosh okay
1: you're dating me a little bit though because i was in college for that so i remember those games though that buffalo bills team was just unbelievable because we're from new york Oh right. And uh, so obviously I was kind of pulling for them at the time and to see it was four in a row. Right. And they just
3: they went to the Super Bowl and row. lost four yeah. in a row. Yeah. Just what was it? It was gi- it was Dallas uh,
1: twice. Giants first. Gi-
3: Giants the first time yep. on the Scott Horwood.
1: Yeah. Wide games. right.
3: Wide right. Yeah. I, I then, almost want to say laces out Dan like A.C. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But, yeah, and then it was us in Washington. And, and then, then it, was it was
1: the Cowboys twice, Cowboys
3: right. twice, yeah, with their dynasty, yeah.
1: Four Bills. Those were good teams. Oh, my God, they were amazing teams. I mean, Martin Levy, I thought, was one of the better, best coaches out there for the time especially, and just, wow, so unfortunate.
3: Hey, but you always have that one game – uh, forgive me, I don't remember the year, but it was one of the one of the you know roads to one of those Super Bowls for you. There was that playoffs, and I remember you were playing against the Houston Oilers, which I guess it was Warren Moon at the time. Oh,
2: right. and um, yes, you
3: were down. You were you guys were down. Like yes. I don't. Even- remember like four or five touchdowns. I remember my family yeah. was like in the mall doing Christmas shopping or something. I remember walking by like a radio shack, which date, there you go. That We're, dating, we're all dating ourselves. <laughs> they had these big giant TVs. And I remember looking through the windows like, wow, the bills are getting destroyed. And then I remember like walking by a few minutes later and like, who was it? Was it Frank Reich filling in maybe? Yes. yes.
1: Yep. I believe so.
3: Engineered this giant, massive comeback. And by the time we left the ball, you guys had won. And so it was <laughs> I always had a soft spot for the Bills.
1: Yeah. Well, full disclosure, we're not fans now. I mean, actually, I'm a Saints fan. She's a, she's from, her family's from New England. So she's a New England fan.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And uh, so she's having fun. And I with,
0: sort of follow Tom Brady yeah. and Bronk, but, yeah, you know.
1: Roxy <laughs> picked Tom Brady with her first pick in the fantasy football draft this year for the Littles. Because
3: so. why not? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, he'll always be a Patriot, no matter how many more he goes All on. Right, right.
0: Well, right. And,
1: and full disclosure, he's been doing just fine for her this year, Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, her overall records. Mm-hmm. She was on a four-game win streak there, and then it kind of went south. But I
0: thought I was going to be the loosiest loser, <laughs> and then I won one, and then I won four, and then I started losing again. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> So we basically have had opposite trajectories, Then I grew up thinking we were going to be great, and we've stunk, and you grew up and, and wound up having like two decades of... Yeah, uh, oh.
0: but we also had the Red Sox, who were terrible forever... And now they're like, okay, ish, depends on the year.
1: She doesn't know. She, she's much younger than me. So she doesn't remember <laughs> like I remember, you know, she yeah, doesn't even know what 1986 means. Mm-hmm. She has no idea.
3: Right. Was that Buckner? Yeah. Was that Buckner? Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. I, th- I guess I was probably in college when they finally broke the curse of the Bambino. Sure. When they, they, were, yeah. oh, they were down three games. Yeah. down three games to nothing to mm-hmm. the Yankees. And that was like the Jeter Yankees and the A-Rod Yankees. Yeah. And, and they came back like four games in a row with, what was that, Big Poppy and Manny? And, yeah, sure. those were great. Pedro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a
0: great Kurt team. Curt Schilling, Schilling with
3: the bloody sock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the sports fan never left me, if you can't tell. I mean, I am a movie guy, but, you know, sports... Well, all- now, this is
1: interesting, though, because this is a huge topic on our podcast a lot of times, is I didn't notice any hockey or NBA talk there. That's a good
3: point. <laughs> That's a really good point. Well, so I, Which I is mean, totally yeah, yeah, fine no,
1: with us. But no, we-
3: it's totally cool. I, you know, I grew up going to Caps, and and back then it was the Bullets, uh, and then they yeah. changed the name to the Wizards. So, yeah, my whole life has been, you know, them changing my team's and names. But, uh... <laughs> So yeah, but it's hard. You're trying to keep the allegiance, but at least they keep the colors, I guess. Yeah. Know. Right. But uh, right. yeah, no, it was it was a huge deal when um, when the Caps won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. I did the whole bandwagon thing like everybody else. But, okay. Well, that's <laughs> but right. But I can't say it. you know I didn't I was I have never been like a huge hockey fan other than you know watching the Mighty Ducks as a kid. And, and I, I. Oh mm-hmm. well, there you go. Like, now, I, now you're
1: now you're in Roxy's wheelhouse. See. <laughs> <laughs>
3: quack
1: quack 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 quack. quack. <laughs> uh, now, real quick, I, I've got to ask. Now, I don't even know where we left this in the world, but the new name, do you have a, a, a favorite? Are they still going to rename or is it definitely just going to be the football team now? Because I know that for was while, one of the options.
3: For a while, people thought that, that maybe they should just do that, like Washington Football Club or Washington right. FC, sort of like soccer. You know, I thought maybe Ted Lasso would sort of urge <laughs> it in, you know, in that direction. But no, I think I think they did come out and announce that it's definitely they're they they're gonna change the name. I think maybe for next year. I think it is. Okay. Which it's insane how long it takes to do this stuff. Yeah, I honestly don't really have a dog in the fight because whatever it is, it's gonna be different than what I grew up. But right. uh, yeah. I, I'm glad they're keeping the colors. I'm glad that like they, they're kind of trying to keep like the, the I guess like the good parts of the tradition while mm-hmm. acknowledging the more you know offensive kind of stuff that a lot of people sure. are bothered by. But yeah, I don't know. For a while there was a big thing in in DC that was called. The I don't know if you remember back in the Joe Gibbs days they called the linemen the hogs.
1: The hogs, yeah,
3: yeah. Sure. So I was thinking, could they and remember the and uh, fans would dress up and put the, yeah. the hog snouts on with Absolutely. the wig, the hogettes. Yeah, yeah, so I was wondering if they they could do a pivot and do you know like the pigskins football. Uh, yeah. skins. But that almost takes a little too much to explain, and I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It'll probably be something completely different. And I'll, st- I, everyone says I'm done, but I'll still root for him. We all know we'll still root for
1: him. Yeah, absolutely. All <laughs> right. Well, listen, Jason, we already need to take a quick break. You can stick around, right?
3: Sure, yeah. Right. We've got we need-
1: tons, tons to get into. So, all right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
0: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are meeting the Littles. We are here with Jason Fraley. Did I say that right?
1: You got it. Perfect, Roxy. Awesome. She always gets the names right. I'm the one that gets them wrong. So Jason, we have to know, and I hope the Littles, for the Littles who know who you are, I almost felt like this was an... up. Do you know, by any chance, I'm sure you've heard Robert Berg's name thrown out there a bunch of times? Yeah. Okay. And his wife, Jamie, when we started the podcast... (laughs) I was interviewing her. Okay. Now I just reached out to this person named Jamie, you know, and, and I was like, Can you she was like, Of course I'll come on though. I'd be happy to jump, you know, blah, blah, blah. We were probably like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the podcast interview. Uh-huh. And it I was discovered that Robert Berg was her husband. Okay. They're the ones that got married at Chatter. Okay. And okay. all this stuff. I had no idea. And she was like, Are you kidding me? She's like, I thought that's why you had me on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're Robert Freaking Bird. You know, it was just and I got made so much fun of for that because of course all the littles knew who she was. Right. I had no idea who this person was. This you great... find
3: all these ba- you take the backdoor route to the podcast rather than the giant big door that you Exactly. Well
1: Well this <laughs> right, brings me right. to you now. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into your podcast. I'm gonna let you introduce it and all that stuff in a second, but Littles. So I went to the podcast because I was like, well, he told me he has a podcast, so I'm going to go check it out. You know, I try to do a little homework so we can talk about it when you come on. And I come home less than Roxy. I'm like, Roxy, can I interest you in The Temptations? Let's see. Dennis Quaid. These are all guests he's had on his podcast. Art Garfunkel, Ben Folds, Bradley Cooper, Sam Mendes, Smokey Robinson. I mean, I could just go on Dick Cavett. And then, of course, you know, Nigel, Mark Stern. So I was like, Who is
3: the greatest of all the people? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course.
1: And I feel like a complete idiot. Now we're going to get back to the temptations in a few minutes, but let's take a second. Tell us all about your podcast because it's great, Littles.
3: Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah, it's called Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. And I only started it as recently as April as one of my manager, Craig Schwab's uh, ideas. Uh, he was like, You should really watch a podcast. And it's a great idea because, like I said, I've been interviewing all of these people for a decade now. No joke, a decade. And wow. our format on the radio, it's this FM all news, but it's really quick hit. I, I I produce up pieces that are like, I'm really, I'm serious, like 40 seconds. And so I'd interview, I don't know, like William Freak and I talked to him for an hour about how he made The Exorcist. And I had to take an hour of tape and put it into a 40 second little <laughs> thing. What? 40 seconds. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, people around the area had heard little snippets and highlights, some of, you know, the best bits or whatever for the last 10 years. But I basically was sitting on this like treasure trove of archive stuff. And for me, I'm sitting there like this is like the the most creative people of our time, you know, whether it's a musician or a filmmaker or whoever, a comedian. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, people could really not only be entertained by listening to these, but also up and coming artists and screenwriters, filmmakers, musicians could probably learn a heck of a lot. I have just from listening to them. It's like picking the brains and all their like secret tricks to the trade. So I launched it in April with Ken Burns. He had just done this uh, Hemingway documentary. So we called up Ken Burns. And it was—I think it was only going to be maybe like once a week, maybe a couple times a month, kind of a podcast <laughs> whenever there was something new. But I'm a crazy person.
2: <laughs> Join the <laughs> club. Decide, yeah.
3: Decided to just do it, literally make it a daily thing because you know I had all these backlog of stuff. So I kind of reached a compromise with my boss Julia Zingler where we could bring back the archived ones as long as we found something new to peg it to you know so this weekend is the 25th anniversary of this album being released boom we say that at the top and then we go back into this you know i spoke to them in 2017 or whatever right so um that was sort of how we got around it but funny enough it's wound up probably been half and half or or maybe even more the majority of new interviews just because there's constantly stuff going on well especially now that covid's over there's always stuff going now so so yeah and by the way, I should not say COVID is over because I have not been living like it's been <laughs> over. Right. We're yeah. still laying low, but I just mean there's a lot of uh, events happening again. Well, the I- touring
1: productions are coming back, and mm-hmm. exactly. we had mentioned The Temptations were one of yours. Now, I'm assu- sure. too Proud's coming to the Kennedy Center next month, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. so you might yeah. be reviewing yeah. that. I don't know. There's it's-
3: always something to peg it to, But boy, Okay,
1: Roxy has her jaw dropped right now, full disclosure. I'm going to find out what this is all about. I'm assuming she flipped through. She finally looked up your podcast, I think.
3: Harry
0: Connick and- Jr.
3: <laughs> yes, he, Harry him. Connick Jr. came to Wolf Trap a couple years wow. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. I love my him. My mom loves him. My mom loves him too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And of course, yeah, when Harry met Sally, like the greatest rom-com of all time, he oh, wrote the music for right. that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: No, yeah. I got to do a quick little appearance yeah, and he was and, he was and he was there and oh my gosh, like just so gracious and that was on the today show and yeah. Mm yeah
1: and oh my favorite thing is she says oh we're surprising him we're gonna just join him on the set and i was like Roxy, trust me, you don't just surprise Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> he they might have told
3: he you. She was that, so nice, but, but no.
0: He was so um, nice.
3: Seems like a very nice
0: guy. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. One of the many voices you can I hear. Know. Tune into
1: Beyond the Fame. You should have seen her face. I
3: thought I'm
0: looking through all of these and I'm just like, my jaw is on the floor. That's yeah, so just littles, you're where it's gonna be the rest of this episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: littles. You're definitely gonna want to look up this podcast yeah. and scroll back through and, mm-hmm. and just catch. And they're also short. That that's another interesting thing I found about it. they're mostly like thirty to forty minutes, right?
0: Not even. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I mean
1: I aim for, it's probably like a half hour yeah.
0: I know which one yeah. I'll be listening to first. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you
1: can do to spread the
3: word. I think we just hit like 20,000 downloads the other day, which I know is not new. It's like peanuts for Mr. Tony and, and probably for, for you all. But uh, yeah, any, anyone, it, it's pro- let's call it like the best kept secret of a podcast. And you guys are helping spread the word. There you go.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I'm actually interested, though, about where did you come up with this idea for the, your podcast, actually?
3: I mean, it, it really was just the kind of like what I was saying about how I just knew that I had all of these Interviews, and I was you like, can, I know people yeah. are gonna, they would love sitting down and listening to Smokey Robinson for a half hour yeah. or. Whoever, Jay Leno or whatever, Jeff Foxworthy or whatever. So I said, there's got to be some way to get these out there. And I was thinking, well, I was scrolling through my podcast that I listened to and was like, Hey, wait a minute. These are perfect as little small little bites. Each an episode, you just literally just list the celebrity's name and then you can listen to them. And then if you liked what you heard, then you can scroll down and listen to the next mm-hmm. one. So, now, yeah.
1: Can you go back though, a little bit? Now, you were saying you originally did these for 40 second spots.
3: Yeah, so I would do the whole interview. So let's say we talked to someone for like a half hour. Then I would transcribe the whole thing into an article for WTOP.com, you know, just like a regular feature piece with quotes and all that. And I would always write that first so I knew what quotes I had. And then I would go voice up a radio piece or two now that are 40, 45 seconds ish. And they would play on the radio and then I would say you can read the full thing online and I would embed the full audio at the bottom of the article. So I mean some people might have heard heard the full interviews but I highly doubt in our instant gratification society people read through the whole article and then sat and listened to the whole thing. I figured like it was kind of getting buried in the internet. And that worked for the purposes of what we were doing for that day's news cycle. But in terms of the, the overall macro of the whole thing, of, I thought maybe if you could list them as individual podcasts, that would really cut through the clutter.
1: I see. Chuck, here's an idiot. I didn't understand that the first time you, you said it very clearly, I'm sure. But I you were recording these so you could write an article about that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But now it's, I guess, more digestible format. Yeah.
1: Now, do you have to go back? And ask. assuming you don't have to ask for permission, but do you go back and say, Harry, do you go back to Harry Connick Jr. and say, I'm doing this podcast now, I'm going to re-release this interview we did three years ago?
3: I don't know if I should be doing that, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I live and die by the rule of, as long as I'm honest about it up front. So I say, Harry Connick Jr. is coming to Wolf Trap this weekend. We spoke back in 2017. So I mean, he granted us permission to use it for the radio back then. I assume right. it's our sure. right.
2: yeah yeah Yeah, sure so
3: but actually a lot of times what I will do just so it doesn't sound stale I will interview the person like for instance you mentioned Smokey Robinson he was coming to play it's called MGM National Harbor this big casino and and entertainment venue just outside of DC so I called him up and we spoke for probably 10-15 minutes about that show and his career just some new stuff and then at the end of that 10-15 minute conversation. Then I come back on the mic and just voice up a thing that says, "Yeah, we also smoked a Smokey back when he got the Gershwin Prize at the Library of Congress." Here was this, and so I kind of string together. Maybe I'll I'll front load it with the newest interview that we just did for that week's event, and then I'll tag the other stuff. Gotcha. Cool.
1: That makes sense. Okay.
3: It's a lot of work, but also not as much as maybe it could be because I know it's already been edited once. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've already listened to the interview too. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That's such a great idea. It, it really is. It's a very clever idea. Is it weird? Have you, do you have any of these where people have passed on?
3: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You do. And, okay. Uh, I haven't deep dived yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, for instance, Aretha Franklin. I remember oh. we talked to her. It was a phone interview. And then when I get the tragic news that she passed away, my station actually. You know, it's sad that she died, obviously, but you know, in terms of the morbid news business, who are like, oh my god, we have all this great tape with Aretha Franklin just sitting there. Thanks, Jason. Can you put together something for the radio? Like, so then I'll like repurpose it like a breaking news obituary kind of a thing. Oh wow! Yeah. And then at the end of that, I'll tag out and say, you know, go to the podcast for. I've only recently started doing that because I've only had the podcast for a couple months. But yeah, yeah right. the, the, a lot of it's evergreen stuff. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll usually start talking about whatever event Aretha's coming. She Aretha comes to the Strathmore, but then I pretty quickly always pivot and say. All right so you were born here and then now let's go chronologically through the rest of your life right. i think that because that stuff is evergreen gold so yeah
1: yeah well congratulations with that we will plug it all in a few minutes but unfortunately we are running out of time here and on the loyal littles podcast we have our fun dumb questions we hope you're going to be okay with some of those
3: oh yeah let's go bring them Ro- on <laughs>
1: all right roxy what do we got
0: okay what was your favorite toy growing up
3: Ooh, good question favorite <laughs> toy
1: Sand, oh my sand is acceptable. Sand is acceptable, <laughs> as it has just recently been in- inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame.
3: Yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I definitely had all the GI Joe stuff. Those were great. I had a little stuffed Sebastian the crab. Believe it or not, that Dude. I had in my and oh. Everything. I don't know why. <laughs> it went. It matched the Star Wars bed sheets. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mostly, I would probably I would just say like the original Nintendo. If like we yeah. we played the original. We played NES all so much, and I love, of course, all the Mario games and all that, but um, mm-hmm. uh, I think my favorite was The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the mm-hmm. Past for the Super Nintendo, if I had to pick one.
1: Oh, oh, so that's a different one. Okay, I know the original Zelda for Nintendo.
3: Oh, yeah, the one with the gold cartridge. I think that was the first one you could ever hit save on. Like, you could save oh. your progress. Oh, wow. Maybe.
1: My mom thrilled with Nintendo, because I think they were the first one that had the pause key. Right. So, like, you had no excuse when mom called. Mm-hmm. You couldn't say, well, mom, I'm in the middle of the game, you know, and, you know, I'm going to get killed. You know, (laughs) she's like, hit pause and get over here, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Now, I have one that might be interesting because of all these great people you've gotten to interview. If you were to host Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest?
3: Oh, good question. Good question. I love so much. I love so much music. My wife and I really sort of fell in love with. Uh, we're big country fans because she was a she was a country. She my my wife opened for the Dixie Chick. By oh. the way, huh?
1: wait, hold on. All right, bury there it the is. Lead. Bury the we lead. also have this thing on the Loyal Littles podcast called the "bury the lead" moment of the interview. We are here, Littles. It took us a while, but we got back here. All right, let's pause for station identification.
3: What? How did I bring that up? Oh saturday night live i was gonna say that i might pick someone like garth brooks or something because it, we, we bonded over him when we when we got together sure but outside of country and we and i interviewed garth brooks he's on the podcast
1: uh um, oh right
3: but outside of country maybe i think it'd be really cool to be like ladies and gentlemen bruce springsteen i mean that'd be yeah would be hard to beat that
1: yeah um, actually probably like two or three have said bruce yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah a classic mm-hmm. did you get to see his show by any chance the show on broadway the one solo show i
3: did not, I did not. I've, okay. I've seen him in concert once at nat's park but i didn't go to the broadway thing it looked yeah. cool
1: oh yeah no it's great and i think actually it was on netflix if um, i'm not mistaken I it think was
3: it... actually yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally Yep.
3: You know what? Then I think I did watch that. Oh, okay. I think it might, I did watch that then. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
1: not like live, um, but, you know.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's all the the obvious cliche answers. Like, of course, like, ladies and gentlemen, Paul McCartney, or, you know. Yeah. Right. Elk John, Billy Joel, or, you know, uh-huh. Robert yeah, sure. Lance. <laughs> now you're talking my language. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm a big, big classic rock guy. Like, gotcha. I grew up with all that stuff.
0: All right. Uh, if you could live in any TV home or movie home, which would you choose? And it could be with the cast or without.
3: Ooh, good question. I think I would live in Jerry Seinfeld's apartment because I'd always have Kramer and crazy people (laughs) coming in and out. Okay. And then I would go off to work at Dunder Mifflin.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yes office fan yes.
1: we're, we're big office fans <laughs> Big here. now office it's fans. hilarious that you said Seinfeld because that's how this question got expanded uh-huh. because someone said Seinfeld's apartment I went now wait a minute I said we live in a one-bedroom apartment in New York City it sucks why would you <laughs> say and then he actually said he goes oh well because you know Kramer's across the hall and George comes you know but and that's where it got expanded to like you could live in their world. Yeah. Not just exactly. the place. Right. Because other people yeah. have said like different strokes because it's a mansion and, and mm-hmm. silver spoons and, you know, some of these other beautiful homes that these people live in. All right. And just because it's been a huge... T- well, actually, I'm going to switch this up. We usually... Well, we'll do both. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter. Ooh.
3: Yeah, I like crunchy. Yes. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm actually not a big PBJ guy, though. Okay.
1: that's Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fair. Now, the newest one is where do you keep your butter, normal butter? In the fridge, it's, on the counter... In the freezer, how oh, do you Oh, in do the it?
3: fridge, you know, the little plastic little lid thing that pushes up and down. Sure, yeah.
1: sure, absolutely. Okay, great.
3: But I will say, only recently, my wife, sho- I feel like an idiot. My wife showed me the way that you can just peel the little stick of butter back and just kind of hold the stick and rub it on the toast that way. I was always the idiot, you know, you would take oh. the butter knife and cut it off and then try to mash it on, and it, would just, it just wasn't as good.
0: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm just learning this,
3: too. Information
1: for life, Wow. As they say. So you yes, just peel okay, it back yeah. so, and you hold the stick.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, you just hold. So, you know, you toast the bread. Right. And then you just hold the stick of butter and just rub it on like that, like you're, like a marker or something. It, it works way better than me trying to get the yeah. butter off with a
1: knife. But then there's crumbs on the butter, right, I assume?
3: That's the only thing. So if you right. wanted, then you could, I guess, slice a, a little a off, of the, edge little off
1: of the edge. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah, we don't mind the crumbs on the butter. I prefer that to demolishing the bread.
1: Wow. <laughs> Littles, information for life. And maybe we'll I'm use that as a, so much. as a new tiny little suggestion, as uh-huh. we call it on this podcast. Yep. All right. Well, Jason, unfortunately, we are out of time. We can't thank you enough for coming on and spending some time with us on the Loyal Littles podcast Take a second, plug everything you got. Where can we find your stuff? I'm assuming you're on Twitter as well?
3: Yeah, yeah. My, my Twitter handle is jfraywtop. So J-F-R-A-Y-W-T-O-P. That's just what they call me at the station. Jason <laughs> Fraley, Jfray. I don't know how that's... I like it, Jfray. But- I love it. Frey, yeah, exactly. It's catchy, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and then the podcast is called Beyond the Fame You can, with Jason Fraley. You can just search for it on wherever you get them, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, whatever. And then the daily stuff is at WTOP and WTOP.com.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, you forgot the most important part. When you search it, then hit subscribe mm-hmm. littles, right? Yes. Please
3: Subscribe and give Rate, us a five-star rating. If exactly. You like it, yeah, because it really helps us. They Thank say. you.
1: Thank you. I tell them that after the, every episode, and I don't think they believe me. So No,
3: I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I've got like three really nice reviews, but it stayed at three reviews for the whole no. time.
1: Yeah, I forget what we're up to, but... Yeah, exactly. But and I don't know exactly. I forget. I someone explained it to me about how it helps, and I guess with people search, if you listen to this podcast, well, you might also like this podcast yeah. or something like that, kind of thing. Exactly.
3: But, and as of now, I don't. You know, I don't even. I don't have any advertising on mine right now. I do it for, completely for free. It's the labor of love. Yeah. So yeah, well, least you can do is write and review, folks. Come yeah, on.
1: right. Same here. So see, I knew I liked him for a reason. All <laughs> right. Well, Jason, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this
0: over or under. I
3: definitely over, definitely over.
1: All right. Roxy's... Thanks for not
3: asking me front to back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a good follow-up, though. It's a good follow-up. Oh I, I started thinking question. about it for a second. I'm like, anyway, too much information. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time. The Littles are really going to appreciate this. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: All right, all you Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast, the only podcast where you can hear Pat Ford talk about racehorsing. And now, back to Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Jason, for coming on Roxy's Gone. Roxy, Roxy, where are you? I, I, she's going to make toast, I think. Yeah. She's totally on this stick of butter thing. So she's excited. Here, Roxy. Like what? You're, the stick of butter thing. Yes,
0: I know. I know.
1: She's very excited. So are you making toast? Is that what we're doing? We're I will some, be. <laughs> make some toast so she can try this whole like rub it on with a <laughs> marker.
0: The only thing is I don't necessarily like the crumbs on the butter. Oh, so you just
1: cut the end off.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so
1: you'll still need a knife, I guess. Right. I don't know. Maybe if you're careful, you can wipe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great idea. That's it was like, yeah, I never
0: would have thought to do that.
1: Yeah. Information for life on Mm -hmm. that one. And, you know, a couple other things that came out of that interview that I just things that blow your mind and you hear Uncle Tony talk about it all the time about how dominant the NFC East was at a time and those coaches and I I know he talks about, but you just forget about it, I guess. But You know, we were talking about I was praising Buffalo for going to the Super Bowl four times in a row. And I mean, they lost every time. Mm -hmm. But then I started realizing when we talked about it, who the opponents were and how it was the Giants and then Washington and then Dallas twice. I mean, it's just for four. It was just amazing that that conference and that division was represented in the NFC. Every year. Yeah. You know, and I know you could say the same about, you know, the uh, AFC East with Buffalo, obviously, but that was one team. This was like spread around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that division to have three different three out of the four teams represented in the Super Bowl four different years in a row, in a row. I mean, that just to me is it's it's mind boggling. Okay, as promised, Roxy, let's get to. Well, I don't know where we want to go. I think we we need a new I won't say a segment, but. Roxy and I have been on this thing where we're, we have um, these old Christmas specials that are being recorded. No, they just the get,
0: claymation.
1: Well, they're, yeah. They're the rank, Rankin, I think. Rankin Bass. Bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. those specials. We love those. All right. Well, come to find out, Roxy hasn't seen all of them. Nope. And Roxy wants to talk <laughs> one in particular. We watched... What did we watch the other night?
0: I'm traumatized.
1: She's traumatized. Nestor. Nestor, the Christmas donkey. Yes, Okay, now for those, let me real re, just yeah the, sure. It's the donkey with the long ears. He mm-hmm. supposedly was the very first one at the manger. Yep, back way back in the day, and it's told by his great 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 something. So that's that's where we're going, and it's a flashback. Yep. Okay, Roxy, what's your review? Roxy?
0: Oh man, traumatized. I am traumatized from watching this movie. It starts out where kind of like Rudolph, where he's got the long ears and you know, the other animals he's around, they're like making fun of him. And that's sad. But you know, it's 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 like Rudolph. So I'm like, okay, where's this going? The guy who owns the animals, the farmer, I guess, he is a horrid, horrid person. (sighs) And somehow uh, eventually kicks Nestor out. And poor Nestor's mom is flipping out, as she should. So she kicks down all the doors, and she runs out after Nestor to go be with her son. And then a big snowstorm comes. She protects him. So she digs a she hole. She digs a hole so that all the snow is away. He's laying on the grass. It's still cold, but it's not icy like right. co- like the snow. And she lays on top of him. The next thing you know, it's <laughs> morning, and she's dead. She Spoiler, is alert. dead. Spoiler alert. She is dead. Under a pile of snow, she is dead, and poor Nestor is crying his eyes out, and poor Roxy is bawling her don't eyes mean out. I be
1: laughing, but I was Roxy so to me, and she upset. Was like, what the hell are you? making me watch was I like, was
0: so upset I
1: was like, well how did you react when Bambi's mom died
0: I guess I and I said I hate Bambi <laughs> another
1: spoiler alert just in case yeah she was not having it so then the best part is I mean so she gets through the whole movie we,
0: we, okay the rest of the story is kind of I get it it's cute he it's meets a little cherub I guess cherubs are angels for animals and angels are angels for people so I learned that in this movie so he meets a cherub who guides him through whatever takes him to to Bethlehem or takes him to I don't know a, some, town, near Bethlehem, a town near Bethlehem to, a farm, to a farm and even that farmer is a piece of work <laughs> and eventually though Mary and Joseph show up and they need a donkey to help get pregnant Mary to wherever Bethlehem. to Bethlehem and she picks Nestor and the guy's like really you want him and she's yes. like yes of course so Nestor is saved, and he knows that he has to make this journey to Bethlehem, and this is when he does it. So he takes Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Well, his ears are magical. Well,
1: because, because they there's a sandstorm.
0: There's a sandstorm. Like Rudolph,
1: there's a fog. Yeah. You know, so Rudolph's nose. So.
0: Nestor can hear the cherub well, right, guiding right. him through this sandstorm, and he, as he's listening and following the calling, basically, he is wrapping Mary up in his ears to protect her. Yeah, so... Okay. It, eventually they make it they make it to bethlehem he meets baby jesus and it's like adorable next thing you know
1: the credits start rolling
0: Nestor is back with his original farmer owner and i'm like this guy was so awful this guy murdered his mother let's not go
1: that far he didn't like I mean
0: well he kicked Nestor out which then forced her yes, to leave okay. and then she was forced to then protect him in a snowstorm right. he killed her
1: no I will say this it, it was kind of one of those awkward moments I know a lot of people have a real big issue at the end of Charlie Brown Thanksgiving during the credits mm-hmm. when uh, Woodstock and Snoopy start eating a turkey right you know, especially a bird is Woodstock. eating a bird yeah there's know. all this big controversy right that people want it off the air because of it uh, whatever let's not go there <laughs> uh, but no seriously there there's this moment where I didn't even realize until you pointed it out. You're like, she's like, what the hell is she going? Be? And he's like celebrated. Like right. he comes back, like he saved the day. So all the animals like him. And he, the owner, he's like, he's
0: like putting like him cuddled, up on his shoulders. Cuddling up I, with yeah. the owner. And I'm like, this man was the worst to you. And these animals were terrible <laughs> and he is the, to you. He was the
1: cause of basically his mom's death. His dying. mother's death. But I wouldn't say he murdered him. But yes. Okay. So anyway. all right. Anyway.
0: Traumatized.
1: Next up, Littles. The leprechaun's Christmas gold. That's next on the list, Rox. You didn't even know that.
0: Did not know that. That's <laughs> next
1: on the list. <laughs> I don't know if it's... I'm
0: excited for that one.
1: <laughs> it sounds stupid. <laughs> but I, I'm excited because I knew about Nestor. I knew that the mom died. I knew... I had
0: seen like... I remembered Nestor. I think I saw one scene from Nestor where he brings Mary and Joseph through the storm and...
1: No, I mean, this one, Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, it's called. I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I've ever seen I've it. I've heard of it. Oh, so maybe you've seen it and I haven't. I so don't remember, but maybe. Okay. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Then next, I I feel like we've used up our tiny little suggestions a couple of times. Now, I want to say it's on CBS. I could be wrong. I probably should have looked it up. Tuesday night, I Mm -hmm. believe it is. They're doing another one of these throwback. I don't know what you'd call them, but they do these remakes of old TV sitcoms with today's casting, obviously, because a lot of these people are dead now. Right. They did it last year, and I thought it was really good. They do the original script from but back with in, but with today's, today's act, actors,
0: right? Right. yeah, and they
1: did all in the family and the Jeffersons mm-hmm. last year. Well, this week, Roxy, they are doing different strokes and facts of life. I will say the when I watched the ones last year, they were fantastic, and it's also very eye opening. Now, this one I don't think will be as bad because obviously it was Archie Bunker and it was the seventies, <laughs> and he said what he wanted and he said what he said.
0: Right, you know? right. So
1: to hear those exact dialogue lines in today in 2020
0: at the time at the time
1: it was definitely very eye-opening that what was said on tv in the 70s let's just Mm -hmm, put it that way mm -hmm. now i know it's a tv show but Mm -hmm. you know so this one's going to be interesting the only thing i hesitate and almost don't want to make it a tiny little suggestion just in case is that i heard i can't remember who it is but they have an adult actor playing arnold in different strokes mm-hmm. now that's to me going to be a little weird i guess he's going to act like a little kid Maybe. i don't know I, I have no idea i haven't seen any previews or anything mm. but you know he's the what you talking about wills
0: yeah oh we'll have to because actually todd bridges is out. the
1: only one now that's alive still right. from that cast right that's sad mm-hmm. considering you know diana plato and mm-hmm. how she died tragically well overdose yeah because mrs charlotte ray mrs garrett died uh, mm-hmm. recently and mm-hmm. You know, obviously the dad's been gone for a while. So anyway, it was just fun the first time. I thought we'd say, "Hey, check not, it out. Why not check it out?" Mm-hmm. And most importantly, Roxy, listeners, let us know what you think. Yeah. And uh, it'll be, you know, especially if you like those shows and you've seen them and you grew up. Well, I grew up on those. So did you weren't that was that was way. I grew up on the time.
0: reruns. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, Facts of Life was the spinoff of Different Strokes. Mm-hmm. So that I, I think that's the what they're going with when they do these because Jefferson's right. was a spinoff of All in the Family. All in the Family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully it'll be good. I hope so because we're kind of like pushing it right now. So, <laughs> anyway, we will get to the other TV stuff the next time because we have a lot to talk about there for sure. We've got Survivor, we've got Bachelorette, we've got mm-hmm. all these new shows. We do have some new recommendations yep. that even surprised us. So we're excited about that. We'll get to that next time. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us.
0: You can email us at WTFCPodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And
1: don't forget, just like Jason said, run over to iTunes and Apple and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate it. And yes, it does help. And we really, really appreciate that. So thank you for that, listeners. And speaking of Jason, thank you, Jason Fraley, for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest this week. And thank you, Sean Morrissey, Jason Bullitt, and David Patton this week for our bumpers. And a quick shout-out to all you Detroit Lions fans. Finally, getting off the schneid. Big win. So, yes, we're talking to you, Jeff Flowers. Kim Wilson, I think. Two L's? uh i'm trying to think (laughs) who else no because there was someone there's someone we interviewed i can't remember who it was roxy there's someone that was from there but they were like oh no no i can't Mm. i can't i can't root for them Mm -hmm. so we're not i can't remember who that is though anyway that was a big win for them huge win and it helped the washington football team and their playoff hopes as they got a big win as well Mm -hmm. so i can't wait i already told joe arrow i said when you finally clinch the playoffs we're having you come on for five mediocre minutes Can't wait because I can't think of a more passionate.
0: (laughs) I'll never forget. We shook up the world. We shook up
1: the world. So anyway. (laughs) All right, all you loyal littles, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Quack,
0: quack, 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 quack.
4: I'll be there when you go gliding by I'll be there, though I don't know why I'll be there, honey, even though you've done me wrong I'll be there when those nights are cold Draping your shoulder like some Store. I'll be there honey even though you've done me wrong done me wrong given me the eye kiss my cheek and then you said goodbye brushed me off like an old horse fly don't give me no reason. But still I try I'll be there nipping at your heels I'll be there with a love that's real I'll be there honey Even though you've done me wrong
0: The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Croco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan.
4: Oh, yeah.